This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This is John Dickerson for Sunday Morning. Last weekend, we told you all about Mayor Pete, Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg, mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Now we invite you to spend some more time at his home with the mayor, his husband, Chaston Glesman, and their dog, Buddy. Chaston, you have off to your left who? Who is joining us for this? Oh, that, that's Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And what role does Buddy play in life here? He's now heard his name mentioned, and he's moving into a, a different position. He probably thinks we're getting ready to feed him again, so Buddy keeps us on our toes. Your dogs Very... have become a part of this phenomenon that is around Mayor Pete and around yeah. your marriage and around your relationship. What roles do the dog play in, in your life? Well, you know, they're very vocal. They have a lot of opinions. Uh, they, they like to let everyone know what the real life is like, you know, behind the curtain here, um, and, they're, and they're not shy about those opinions either. Um, but, you know, we just, we just want them to live their truth. So we're, we're giving them the platform. Yeah, it sounds like they're budding cable television hosts. Um, yeah. So Chastin, take me back to the first time you met. Yeah, uh, here in South Bend. Um, I remember I, I pulled up, uh, I rented a car, drove over to South Bend, uh, pulled up in front of the house here to, to pick up Pete. Uh, and and uh, he opened the door and we both said howdy at the same time. And then uh, I sort of jumped back and, and he said, wait, what? That's my word. And, and it was uh, magic ever since, I guess. <laughs> and when did you learn that politics played the role in his life that it does? I mean, he was clever about the photos that he put on his profile. So when someone's standing behind a podium with their name on it and surrounded by people clapping and cheering it, I figured I should probably Google his name uh, and then found out uh, what role he played. But I didn't really know how to prepare for that. 
So I figured I'd take a chance. I mean, all of the conversations we had up until our first date were great. Uh, he seemed like a really nice guy. Um, but I didn't know how to prepare for what maybe public life or, uh, or being next to a very uh, visible figure would be like. Um, but on our first date, the way people approached him and talked to him and then watching the way he responded to people was really refreshing, actually. Uh, and I thought, I, I think I can go along with this. It wasn't as intimidating as I thought it might be. Describe him around other people, around constituents. He was always calm. Um, I thought perhaps, you know, when people would approach him, he would maybe deepen his voice or put on a persona. You know, he'd become someone else, this polished political figure. But what I quickly realized was that he was just the same person. We, we were in the pub on our first date, so we, we, we had gotten dinner, and then we went right to a baseball game. And so that's when I saw him interact with people for the first time. Uh, a lot of people coming up and asking if they could take pictures with him, with their kids. Um, people approaching us uh, at the game wanting pictures and just to say hello or to express their concerns or opinions about things. And he, he was just really calm and, and kind to people and, and uh, was a really great listener. Um, wasn't defensive mm -hmm. at all. I wanted to help. Mayor Pete, what was the conversation like between the two of you when you decided to run for president? Well, I think each of us had done a lot of thinking about it. So whenever we were talking about it together, it was largely just kind of, are we ready for this? Are we sure? Are you sure? Am I sure? But when did um, you first tell Chasten, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, did you say, nice to meet you, I'm thinking of running for president? Or when did you let him know that uh, you had these ambitions? No, I mean, Chasten sometimes reminds me about our first date when, uh, you know, he I think was maybe a little skittish about being with a politician. He asked what the future looked like. And the answer I gave was honest at the time, which was, you know, uh, I'm up for re-election as mayor. If I have a really good second term, then in 2020, there's a possibility I might be considered for governor. And, uh, you know, we, we would take it from there. Uh, you know, neither one of us bargained for this being what 2020 would look like for us. Chaston, when did the word president come into the household in a serious way? I specifically remember a moment when we were we were getting ready for bed and I was folding some laundry and we were just going over his day, uh, what had happened at his political retreat, um, and he had mentioned, um, you know, thinking maybe, you know, about running for president. And I remember saying, "President? <laughs> uh, like for real? Are you really thinking about that?" You know, um, and that was last last year, um, late summer, I think, when we really started cooking up the idea. You've done a lot of things uh, in your life. I mean, you, you have um, come out, you're mayor of a town, your father died, you're running for president, you've gotten married. It's been I a big mean, last year or that's so. A lot of, uh, that's a lot of stuff on your plate. Yeah. It feels quite rapid. How do you, how, how do you manage that? Well, you know, there's really never a good time for things like this. And so, you know, whenever you you do something like this, it's disruptive. It's been a crazy year. Yeah, if you start the clock in June, uh, as you said, we got married, uh, lost my father, lost Chaston's grandmother, published a book, uh, started running for president. Um, it's a lot. You're I'm, slowly renovating the home you live in. Yeah, right? this is. I mean, that's the, another. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's more of yeah. a slow motion drama, but um, <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but some of those things really reinforce the other too. I mean, especially the marriage. I, you know, earlier, especially when I was single. And I got to know other mayors and other people in elected office. I always marveled at how they did it. I thought, how can you possibly have 
uh, a marriage and, and also do this and be good at both of those things. But now I, I kind of think about it the other way around. I think, how could I possibly be doing this if it weren't for Chastin, if I didn't have someone uh, in my life who just cares about me as me and uh, who will love me the same no matter how well or how poorly things are going out there um, and who will tell me the truth, especially if I'm veering off of who I truly am. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you know, be something in my life that I care about more than the other stuff. Um, it's it's the most. It's just such a blessing to to be able to come home whenever I do get to come home to to this home, uh, uh, and and also on the road to to know that we can crash into each other at the end of the day, um, and just be human uh, with all this stuff going on around us. So the marriage gives you ballast in a frenetic world. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes it, I don't know about you. Well, I feel like the, it's just like flowing around us, like like water moving around a rock uh, in in a river. It's 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 this thing that's that I can grab hold of um, because if you start getting absorbed in the rhythm of uh, of political life more than is healthy, um, you, you wind up not knowing who you are without it. Chastin, what do you think about when you hear that description of your relationship? That was really poetic. I think I just want to let him answer it and move on. Um, I agree. Um, a lot of the things you, you listed in the last year um, are the things that are grounding us, um, reminding us why politics matters. Um, you know, what, watching uh, and losing uh, Peter's father and, and losing my grandmother and... Um, being there for my mother when she's going through chemotherapy treatment, uh, remind us why healthcare is important, um, remind us why family is so important, why uh, politics is about making people's lives better and, and, and not worse. Um, we're really just, we're doing this for, for everybody who has a story like that. Were you political before this relationship? Not at all. And are not you political all. now? Well, I think uh, some would say, yeah, I think I'm more opinionated now than I used to be. Uh, yeah. Mayor Pete talked about how you might pull him back if he gets too absorbed in the race. So what advice do you give him when he might be uh, becoming too much of a candidate? Well, you know, it's the same advice he gives me sometimes. Um, our lives now are surrounded by uh, people and media telling us who we should be and what we should change and what we should say. And, and some days it, it overwhelms me and he reminds me of you know, what, what truly matters, why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing. And some days it overwhelms him and I remind him, turn the phone off, put the brief away, you know, take a deep breath and just remember why we agreed to do this. Uh, and so I think we ground one another. Um, but there are, there are definitely days where I think it can get really overwhelming yeah. and that he, he just needs to be reminded it's okay to just shut it out. It's just noise, you know. And for you, what is the answer to why we agreed to do this? To make people's lives better. Uh, I was never political, like I said. Um, I had just watched how politics affected my family, um, affected my hometown, affected the people around me. Uh, growing up as a gay man in this country, watched how people talked about uh, queer people. And um, I, just, I just want the country to be a better place uh, for people like my parents, uh, for people like Pete's parents, uh, people here in South Bend or back home in Michigan. Um, this, the only reason we're, we're doing this is to make other people's lives better. 
Do you feel that your marriage is campaigning as well? Because uh, you are doing something that is new in American politics. Um, that you have to answer for it. I think I'd argue I don't have to answer for it. Um, I mean, we passed marriage equality. I don't think I have to answer for my marriage anymore. But I do enjoy going out there with Pete and showing people that you know a gay marriage is, is just like a straight marriage. I mean, we have our same spousal quarrels over laundry and who takes the trash out and you know who forgot to pay the bill this week uh, to um, you know reminding one another of why date night's important or uh, you know showing people that we we go to the grocery store together as well. Um, that, I mean that part I, I enjoy showing people. Early on here in South Bend, we hit on the, the idea that we should just be like any other couple and invite people to treat us like any other couple and, and see what happens. And for the most part, people do. Um, I think that's, that's the same way we're treating it nationally. Um, you know, I, I want, I'm excited for people to get to know Chaston because I, I think they'll love him the same way I do. Um, but it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not designed to be political. It's just who we are. Yeah. And you know, being who we are has worked out really well for us so far. Do you have to rescue it from being political? I think sometimes people, you're just being yourself and people think it's a statement. Um, problem with being in politics, especially as you become really visible, is people think everything's a statement. And sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes you're just doing your thing. And I, don't know, I think we're still negotiating like how those things overlap. I think it's also fair to say we're one of the more, you know, Jason's one of the more visible spouses in, as these things go. And that's... Uh, not a function of our gay marriage. That, that's a function of who he is and, and how he brings so much to, to this process. Justin, you seem to be having fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Campaigns are not always fun. No, no, <laughs> they're not. Um, but, I mean, I enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy going out there and meeting people, making them feel good about this process. Um, and, I'd, I mean, if, if we weren't having fun, I mean, we agreed when we, when we started this project we're going to be authentic to ourselves and we're gonna have fun. You know, and if we can't do both, then we shouldn't do this. Uh, so of course I'm gonna to try to have as much fun as possible. What does the end look like as you, as you go through this process? I don't know. Um, I'm have trying... you thought about being in the White House? You know, as, as much time as I could spend thinking about the White House, um, I, I just wanna focus on doing a good job right now. I really don't wanna catch myself up in you know, measuring drapes, as they say. Um, but I, it's not lost on me, the, this historical moment and what that could mean for the White House. And uh, if I can bring a, a fresh perspective to the White House uh, and invite people into politics and, and that wonderful historical institution, then I'm really happy to fill those shoes. Why teaching? Why aren't you going to teach? There's just something magical about working with kids and getting them to believe in themselves. Uh, I had some really, <laughs> <laughs> I had some really great teachers. Um, who really inspired me to be my, my true self. And <laughs> but he's... Uh, <laughs> oh. Sorry. <clears throat> what, so, Buddy, what do you, what do you think? Man. I do not like the way this is going, says Buddy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Bud. Do you, you want to get down? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. Yeah. All right. Uh -huh. buddy, buddy, why don't you come over here? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm ruining the shot, Buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, what do you oh, buddy. Hmm. Oh. 
right. Should we, well, in a way, this is, this is like politics. This is like the trail. You, you think you're doing a great job, and then someone comes from the left and uh, interrupts everything. Um, <laughs> or the right. Is that where I was going to say? Is that? <laughs> oh, see, now that could be a political statement. Yeah. yeah. Right. It didn't mean for it to be. Welcome to politics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, buddy. All right, we keep going. Okay. Chester, why did you go into teaching? Because I think it's the best job. Um, I had some really bad teachers, had a lot of impact on me. Uh, teachers who told me um, to dream a little smaller, uh, that some of my dreams weren't realistic. And I had a lot of great teachers who, who taught me to believe in myself. And those are the ones that made the best impact. And I wanted to be that person for other kids. Um, I just enjoy being in the classroom with them and, and asking them to think about the world a little bit differently, uh, challenging them uh, and getting them to believe in themselves. How do you get a kid to believe in themselves? I mean, is it a yeah. single moment? For some kids, I mean, it's different for every kid. And for some kids, that's a, it's a long process because they, they just don't see it in themselves. So trying to peel away at all of those uh, things they're telling themselves. Um, and then for some kids, it's as simple as saying, um, you're loved and you're cared about, and this is a safe place for you to be. And I, I love having you here. And watching them, you know, beam with happiness that someone finally told them you matter. It can be as simple as that. And that's the best thing about teaching is that you are surrounded by, you know, sometimes hundreds of kids who are all bringing different things to the table. And you have to figure out what it will take to get them to believe in themselves. Is that message transferable into politics or would that ruin yeah. it? Yeah, no, I think it is. I think some people just need to be told you matter and uh, they need to see someone specifically in the highest office in the land saying, I care about you, I want you here. Uh, and then for other people, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in their way uh, to believe in politicians, to believe in politics, and to believe in this country again. And so uh, as a teacher and as a politician, we're both you know, working towards getting people to just believe again. Pete, writers say that their spouses end up being their editors, and the poor spouses have to listen to all of their ideas <laughs> as they're trying to write them and think about them. Do you use Chastin as your one true trusted person to talk about some of this stuff that you talk about on the campaign trail with, or is it the refuge that you can come back home and not have to deal with uh, everything you've been out there dealing with? You know, for better or for worse, we're, we're not a couple where uh, either one of us leaves work at the door and, and comes home. Uh, I, I hear a lot of uh, the, the kind of triumph and, and the venting of, of what's happened in, in Chastin's day, and uh, and I think vice versa. I do think we we make sure from time to time that we can just turn it off, and it's just it's it's time for bowling, it's time for Game of Thrones, and, and we're not going to think about politics for the next couple hours. What is the fastest way to get away from the campaign trail for either one of you, or when you're together? Well, we well we love board games. Um, uh, a great night here is just you know. Cracking open a beer and playing a board game. Um, so we also Catan or Catan, Risk, Ticket to Ride, and we have some of those on our phone too, so we can play them on the airplane. We can play them in the car. Do you ever play them when you're not together? Can you play? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think we've done the occasional going. remote game of Risk or yeah. Words with Friends. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Do you play the sped up Risk or do you play the full original Risk? Depends on which version of Risk. Yeah, we even yeah. have a Game of Thrones Risk. <laughs> a Game of Thrones. Yeah, risk. yeah, yeah. Oh, that, man, that one is really high level. That's good for like a long, slow winter's day yeah. that I suppose is not a thing that'll happen for us for a while. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. If you like CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. 
Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.